The Accounting Influencers Podcast. Cutting through the crap to bring you the very best interviews, insights and wisdom. From the planet's most influential people in the accounting and fintech world. The Accounting Influencers Podcast. And a big shout out to one of our special podcast partners, Dex.com. They wear receipt bank. They've been through a great rebound. There's a lot of great stuff going on there, Martin, isn't there, at Dex? You know what, Rob? I always speak to accounting firms about having a strong, uh, clearly articulated value proposition really early on in their messaging. You know, as soon as you see that firm, it tells you something. When I go to Dex.com, that's D-E-X-T.com, it says right in front of me, we make accountants and bookkeepers and the businesses you advise more productive, profitable, and powerful with better data and insights. Those three alliterative P's there, productive, profitable, and powerful. What a great, clear value proposition. So, as accounting practitioners listening to this, if you're looking to make your firm more productive, profitable, and powerful, not just for you, but for the businesses you advise, go to dext.com, that's D-E-X-T, dot com and start a free trial or book a demo love that dex gives you more time and better data to advise on your clients businesses so your accountants get over to dex.com thank you new to the Accounting Influencers podcast. This is the Thursday show, and it's a very practical session. We define most of these episodes around the topic, here's what works. And it's why Martin Bissett, my co-host, and I bring you stories from the trenches, practical examples, insights, things we've learned over our consulting career spanning 20, 25 years each, where we've been helping accounting professionals and technically super smart people to get right, often the softer side of things, which helps them be better at their job. And today I'd like to talk about a key topic that's been on my heart for a number of years since I wrote the book, Build Your Reputation with Wiley. You can find that on Amazon. They're the largest business publishers in the world. And really proud of that book. It was a career playbook, really, of what it takes to build a reputation that makes you so difficult to ignore in the workplace. And for accountants who want to have their hands on the steering wheel of their own career, it is important that you build a reputation so that you can swap that reputation and human capital for the kind of job and perks and benefits, flexibility, autonomy, power, choices, interesting work that you want. And one of the dynamics of a great reputation is the way people talk about you with executive presence, uh, sometimes called corporate executive presence. And by this, I mean, you know those people that have a certain gravitas they exude confidence. They've got some kind of a presence. They've got that depth of personality, that weight of voice. And they don't attract attention because they're overly confident and extrovert and flashy and super charismatic. There's often a silent confidence that is seen and felt by other people. They speak, they act, they walk in a way that draws other people in. People hang on their words and, and they influence, they persuade others to take action, to follow, to listen, to pay attention. And they somehow read a room really well and the room is drawn to them. And you can think of people like that in your life. And when you consider them, it could be male, female, could be young, could be old. It's not always age dependent. It's not a, a maturity thing so much in saying that executive presence is people only with gray hair or no hair and a few wrinkles. You can have a presence when you are young and you young practitioners listening, we've got... 25,000 accounting practitioners and people associated with accounting listening to our podcast all over the world, 
you want to be heard. You want influence. You want a seat at the table. You want more of a voice in what you're doing. You want more choice in what you're doing, more power. So we can't put our finger on one single thing that leads to executive presence because like trust, it's a multifaceted character attribute. But I am going to unpack for you in this episode just a, a few things for you to consider in developing your executive presence. And over coming weeks, I'll develop this a little bit because it's this combination of attributes and skills and personality traits that give you that executive presence. And, and one thing to mention before I come into what exactly works, it does require work. You don't wake up with executive presence. You've got to acquire some skills. You've got to develop your personality, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you present. So you've got to be committed to personal and professional development. You've got to want to be better tomorrow than you are today. You've got to want to be more employable, more promotable, more desirable, more attractive. You've got to command attention. So you've got to disrupt some old ways of thinking. And one of my favorite quotes is by Eric Hoffer. He says, the mark of an educated person is the degree to which they're willing to let go of old ideas to embrace new ways of thinking. So you've got to let some old habits go. You've got to commit to practicing skills, even when they don't perhaps feel unnatural. So first thing I'd say to you is cut out your non-words. And I see this such a lot, even with experienced people that you would have, uh, that you would deem to have executive presence, is they fill their communication with lots of non-words. A non-word is a word or a phrase that doesn't mean anything. I'll give you some examples, and you recognize these. You know, kind of, sort of, I mean, you know what I mean. Um, these things mean nothing. They dilute the impact of your conversation. They don't mean anything. They're a stalling mechanism while you get your brain in gear and tell people, I'm not fully in command of my thoughts. So I'm using a filler here like um to buy me time to let you know I still have control of the conversation and the microphone so that you don't jump in and interrupt. But I'm really just getting my words lined up to say the next thing I'm going to say. And it's a very confident person that will stop talking while they gather their thoughts. And there's nothing wrong with gathering your thoughts. It's part of gravitas that you are more slow in your delivery and more, what's the word I'm looking for? More weighty in that you're making all of your words count. The pauses are good. You're not talking really, really fast and overwhelming people with the sheer amount of words, which can come from a place of lack of confidence and that you need to say so much in a short space of time to convey that you are worth dealing with. So cut out your non-words. Instead, when you feel like saying, and, you know, take out the, you know. So you say, and the other thing to consider is X, Y, and Z. Now this takes practice. I've advised people in the past and I've offered feedback to people uh, people that preach pastors in churches professional speakers uh, offering feedback from a dynamics point of view in delivering a more punchy weighty sermon uh, and some people take feedback really well other people don't one of the most common mistakes I see them make is filling with non-words and uh, they'll say something like so you see What's going on here is, and you don't need the phrase, you see. You don't need the phrase, you know. I hear some preachers say, how many of you know that the Bible is the most read book in the world? And they're not really asking the question. We don't need the bit, how many of you know? The fact is, the Bible is the most read book in the world. So state your facts, be confident in your assertions. And when you put, here's another non-word, I think. I think. 
when I interview a lot of people and I do on this Accounting Influencers podcast, I ask, what's coming up for accountants in the next few years? Or a common question I ask is, what, what are the skills and attributes that accounting practitioners need to be successful over the next few years? And the first words out of many people's mouths is, well, I think this should be more on board with advisory, or I think they should listen to clients more, or I think they should develop presentation skills, or I think leadership skills should be. So it's, I think, I think, which makes what you're saying an opinion rather than a fact. So if you take the I think off this, you become a lot more punchy, a lot more impactful. So that's the first thing, words, cut out your non-words. The second thing I'll give you right now is to be more clear on your messaging. And it's not a fancy title. It's not a job role that gives you executive presence. It's demonstrating this when you're communicating what is important. And many people talk too long. They say too much. And it is actually more difficult to speak for a short amount of time. There's a famous quote by Mark Twain, who wrote Huckleberry Finn. He said to somebody, I'm writing you a long letter because I don't have time to write you a short one. And too often leaders waffle, they dither, they go around the bushes, as we say. It's hard to follow. They're making too many points. They're rambling. They don't get to the point. Uh, I heard one phrase, stick to a lane, commit to a lane and land the plane. You may have heard that phrase. Don't have eight points, have two and make them really well and reinforce them. So be clear, be concise, be punchy. Don't use 10 words when three will do. And every word should fight for the right to be in your presentation, to be in your speech. One of my famous uh, lines that I come out with in my keynotes when I'm explaining this idea of being more brief in what you're saying is this phrase. Why use a policeman in an automobile when a cop in a car will do? Why use a policeman in an automobile when a cop in a car will do? If you've got any kind of command of the English language, you'll see that those two things say the same thing. They both convey exactly the same message, a policeman in an automobile, a cop in a car. But one is short, punchy, gets in, gets out, moves on to the next thing or reinforces that message. The other is long. It's windy. It's trying to impress with long words. We don't need that. People have short attention spans these days. So be easy to remember. Remember that words matter and any kind of clarity and brevity yields confidence in what you're doing. So that's the second thing. I'm going to leave it there for today. There's a couple of good things to go on there. So the first is cut out the non-words and make every single word count. That's what you've got to do if you want more gravitas, more confidence. The second is be clear on your message. Be brief, which is part of cutting out the non-words, but know what you really want to say. Know what's important. Starting with the end in mind, you're saying, if I've got two minutes to deliver this or I'm going to put my hand up in this meeting and say something, what do I want people to think, do, feel or say when I shut my mouth and stop talking? And if you commit to that end goal, any speech, any delivery, any conversational exchange that you're engaged in will have gravitas. It will have executive presence. And if you're any kind of leader or want to be leader, any kind of manager, we're all in the business of influencing and persuading people. Even the most introverted people in the world will influence thousands of people in their lifetime. So that is what works with executive presence. There is more to come on this, but make a pledge today to ask somebody to hold you accountable for your non-words. If you ever hear me say these words, let me know. Or are there any phrases you think that I say more often than I should do and get people to pick you up on that and then be much more concise, punchy, impactful, dynamic, 
pointed, intentional, focused with your message. Commit to a lane and land the plane. I quite like that phrase. It's not mine, but you can use it with uh, all impunity that you need. It's all yours, but go there, do something. Be more influential, have more presence. You will get more done. You will be a stronger leader. You can change the world with presence. Have a great day.